what can you see that I can't right now? Well, look at that dead patch in that olive orchard. You see that bare patch up mm -hmm. yonder? They just took that orchard out. People have been abandoning orchards because they don't pay. And also new people are buying them who aren't farmers. I'm Lisa Morehouse, and this is California Foodways. I'm traveling to every county in the state, finding stories about food, agriculture, and the people that make both possible. Today we're going to the Ventura County town of Ojai. It has a charming main street, tile roofs, Spanish-style architecture. On weekends, it fills up with crowds of the bohemian chic spilling out of restaurants and boutiques. That downtown is surrounded by orchards, some olive, some avocado, but mostly citrus. It's got mountains on the north and mountains on the south, and it's got sun all day long. So starting in the 1800s, people would, who could afford to would come out from the eastern winter here. These are two longtime residents and farmers, Jim Churchill and Tony Thatcher. Ojai has had the tennis tournament since the 1880s, and then it's had the Ojai Music Festival since the 1940s. It's also had an industry around, I guess you could call it spirituality. It served as a getaway for people from L.A. and Hollywood over the years. The Ojai Valley's climate has also been ideal for growing certain tree crops. It's been known for delicious oranges and now for delicious tangerines as well. But that idyllic climate is changing, getting windier, drier, and hotter. A recent study showed Ventura County's temperature has warmed more in the last 125 years than any other county in the lower 48 states. Fire, drought, winds, none of those are good for farming. And neither is Ojai's rising cost of real estate. When I walk into the packing house at Friends Ranches, Tony Ayala is getting ready for the weekend's farmer's markets, sorting tangerines by size. So right now what I'm doing is all the smalls go there, the mediums go straight into boxes. While he's working, I ask about changes he's seen in Ojai's weather. Back in the late 60s, early 70s, every year there would be snow on these mountains and there would be snow for weeks on end. Now, if it snows, it lasts maybe till noon, if that. He says the biggest difference for him was something he witnessed over the course of his first career, the 25 years he spent as a firefighter and battalion chief. The winter was the time to get a lot of training done and things, other things. You didn't have to worry about fire, but Thomas Fires was December 3rd. I mean, that's one of the biggest fires we've had in December. A relentless and behemoth blaze, the Thomas Fire forced thousands of new evacuations today in Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. The Thomas Fire in California is now the state's largest wildfire since the 1930s. The now, Thomas Fire in 2017 caused an estimated $170 million in damages to Ventura County's agriculture industries. Flames came right over the metal building I'm standing in with Tony. They lost 3.5 acres of tangerines and avocados. Citrus trees don't carry fire very well, and this whole valley is citrus, and that's what basically saved us. But the fire impacted farmers in ways I'd never considered. The smoke was here for so long that it did affect the trees, 
gases in that wildfire smoke made fruit mature faster and drop. Tony takes me outside to point out another way fire can hurt crops, erosion. The mud came through and went into that orchard. After a hillside burns, nothing's holding the soil down. And after the Thomas fire, a big rain started a slide. Mud buried the trunks of more than an acre of trees. We lost a bunch of trees down there because it gets up so high, it just kills them. He tells me ash and fine silt hardened in creeks and stopped water from percolating down into the soil and recharging the aquifer. Water lines burned, plastic irrigation lines melted, power lines were destroyed. We didn't have power here for weeks. Which meant they lost coolers full of juice and had to borrow a heavy-duty generator to run a pump to irrigate their thirsty trees. Because that's a must. They're not going to wait. Now, the fruit Tony's sorting on the line today is a special citrus this valley is known for, the Ojai Pixie. Pixie is one of those varieties that we have a bit of lore about in Ojai. That's Tony Ayala's father-in-law, Tony Thatcher. Yes, another Tony. It was the early 80s. Tony Thatcher and his wife had quit their academic lives to work for her family's outfit, Friends Ranches. Across the valley, Jim Churchill, who spent much of his childhood in Ojai, had only started farming avocados a few years earlier. I didn't know anything about agriculture, but I grew up walking through the orange groves, and I know what a ripe citrus tastes like. The Pixie was an experimental variety of tangerine developed by scientists at UC Riverside. Small, light-colored, seedless, and easy to peel. And it had a late season. The folks at Friends Ranches planted some. I realized early on when her children were small, they were just cleaning the bottoms of those trees as far as they could reach. It looked like, you know, feral pigs had gone through your orchard. There was no fruit, but there were peels. So that's uh, kind of a a wake-up call for a farmer. And Jim Churchill came along. I pulled something out of a bin, and I peeled it and put it in my mouth. And I said, Tony, what is this? And he said, it's a pixie tangerine. Jim's a great promoter and better than I am at promulgating things. And I just thought, this is what I'm going to grow. And he did. And Tony also planted more. And eventually, with a few other farmers, they started the Ojai Pixie Growers Association. Jim says despite reaching out to markets across the state, he just couldn't find customers for pixies for a very long time. And he wasn't sure the farm was going to make it. Things finally changed with a groundbreaking restaurant 350 miles away in Berkeley. And... uh. I could never talk about this without crying. Lindsay Shear was the founding pastry chef at Chez Panisse, and she took pixies and put them on the menu. And that was kind of, um, you know, then we were okay. Pixies gained credibility. Now, nearly 40 years later, Tony and Jim and other Ojai Valley farmers ship pixies all across the country. At his organic avocado and citrus orchard, Jim Churchill is up on a ladder picking the last of the season's pixies. I ask him, with wildfire and other signs of climate change affecting this valley, 
What's his biggest climate worry? Well, drought is the primary one. All the water that anybody has in the Ojai Valley, it all comes from the sky. Unlike other farmers in the state, they're not connected to state or federal water projects. And because of the drought, they're having to cut back their water use. But orchards aren't like row crops, things like strawberries and lettuce, that are planted each year. It takes three to four years before a tangerine or avocado will bear fruit that a farmer can sell. So farmers take a big hit financially when they rip out their trees. Jim says some of his neighbors have dug up sections of their orchards. We didn't do wholesale removal, but we took out some trees, things that just weren't productive or things that died we didn't replace. For the past 20 years, Jim's also been mulching, building healthy soil and keeping trees cool in the heat. And it's good for runoff. We don't have any runoff from this farm. He uses water-saving mini sprinklers and even installed monitors throughout his orchard to measure exactly how much moisture leaves are releasing into the air. When it tells me that an inch of water has been drawn out down from a particular irrigation block, then I apply an inch of water. Avocado trees basically shut down if the temperature goes above 95 or 100 degrees. One farmer near here told me during a heat wave, avocado trees dropped so much fruit, it sounded like rain. Jim and his partner obsess over the weather and irrigate ahead of a heat spike to keep trees cooler. He says they check each irrigation line for problems every time they turn one on looking for blockages and leaks, because there's always something. You know, a coyote will grab a hose or some crud gets in a line. We are very careful. Jim takes me on a drive. So just look off to the right. What do you see? I see a lot of dead trees or dying trees. Yeah, he just turned off the water. Wasn't worth it to him. And we stop at a vista point overlooking the Ojai Valley. We're looking at a panorama. In the far distance is the Topotopo Mountains, which is kind of why I live here, those mountains. It's no wonder that this view was a stand-in for Shangri-La in Frank Capra's film Lost Horizon. Welcome to Shangri-La, Mr. Conway. You see, we are sheltered by mountains on every side. A strange phenomenon for which we are very grateful. Come, let me show you. On the edge of the valley, we see avocados. But mostly it's citrus. What can you see that I can't right now? Well, look at that dead patch in that olive orchard. You see that bare patch up yonder? They just took that orchard out. People have been abandoning orchards because they don't pay. And also new people are buying them who aren't farmers. Because Ojai is a hot spot in more ways than one. Temperatures are rising, and so are real estate prices. Jim knows this valley's been a destination for decades. And in the last three or four years, everybody wants to live in Ojai, it seems like. People with money from industries like tech and entertainment. They're buying 10 acres, so all of a sudden they have a whole bunch of lemons or a whole bunch of oranges. I never heard this term coming out of Jim's mouth, but other locals told me about the nickname Flap, fricking LA people. (laughs) 
back at Jim's warehouse on his orchard, I ask, what's the issue with more wealthy people moving in? Well, it raises the price for people that live here. And if you own property, you're fine. And if you don't own property, you just can't afford to live here anymore. So the texture and flavor of the town is very different than it has been. And, and I, I know this is happening all over the United States, but it's particularly intense here. Which puts Jim in a funny situation. He's 75 and his orchard's on land that's probably worth a lot. And I have money as long as I keep working. And I am reluctant to sell the land to the people that could buy it from me. And, you know, I haven't got a solution for that. Neither does his old friend, Tony Thatcher. You know, being an old man, I'm, I'm reasonably pessimistic that agriculture may not survive in Ojai. And he sees the irony in what he tells me next. We sold one piece of property. You know, what do what we do with that money? Well, we went and bought two rental units. <laughs> so that's exactly. It didn't go back into agriculture. So even as they're doing everything they can to keep their trees alive through drought and fire, these farmers are uncertain about the long-term future of growing crops here. That's it for this episode of California Foodways. This story was reported and produced by me, Lisa Morehouse. The theme music is by Takanobu. It originally aired on the California Report magazine. California Foodways receives support from FERN, the Food and Environment Reporting Network, and from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Follow CA Foodways on social media and visit our website, californiafoodways.com. <laughs>